me. Mm-hmm. So I've been playing the new the new Spider Man game. You like it? Huh? You like it? I like it a lot. Yeah. Um, you know mm. when there were those rumors that they were making a Black Cat and Silver Sable movie? Yeah. And people were like, "Who the fuck? Why?" Right. Man, I kind of would be down. Yeah, I'd be down for that. They're hot, right? They are best. <laughs> so speaking of hot, yeah. let's talk about the Flash. Heyo, heyo. So uh, welcome to the Cinescoots Podcast. We are here to discuss the latest and uh, definitely not greatest uh, DCEU movie, uh, and the last. R.I.P. Uh, the Flash. Latest and not greatest, but you know what? Better Wait, than. No. Well, this uh, is not the last. Blue Beetle is... No, Blue Beetle is technically, apparently, DCU. Wow. I believe Aquaman is technically they are. DCEU. So what's the old one called? DCEU. DCEU. What's the, the new DC... one going to be called? The DCU. Okay. No E. No E. No E. So less potato sounding. Less, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, they they, they were like, you know, we, we, we clearly learned our lesson. Yeah. Copying Marvel. They were going to copy their name. <laughs> nice. Yep. Yep. You know, everything works out. Everything came up Millhouse. Everything came up Millhouse. Yeah. Uh, in this movie, Barry kind uh, of tries to change the past. Uh, we basically have a, a another attempt at the Flashpoint comic book series-ish. So, so did it happen in the show? Yes. Okay. It's season two or three, I believe. And is that the one with the Ezra Miller cameo? No. Okay. No, Ezra Miller cameo is one of the last seasons. Gotcha. That, that's after I stopped watching. I think I got to season five and I was like, I think I'm good. Yeah. It's a good show. Don't get me wrong. I, I honestly think if anybody is a really big hardcore Flash fan, mm-hmm. you are significantly better off watching that show. Than you are this. Than you are watching this. Here's the thing. I kind of went into this being very unimpressed by the trailers. Mm-hmm. I went into this thinking I wouldn't like it. I liked it more than I thought I would. I So here's... I will say if, like, my letterbox is any indication. Mm-hmm. Like, I still didn't rank it, like, super high. But I liked it. Yeah. Like, I know that it's very flawed. I know there's a lot of things I don't like about it. But I had a good time, and honestly, that's sometimes what you just want. There are things, dare I say, that I loved about it. So before we get into that, yeah. we need to we need to get rid of the how he said one hundred eighty pound elephant in the room. Yes. Uh, Ezra yeah, Miller. The, the, yeah, yeah. Uh, here's here's all I'll say. They um, I do wonder how much of like because like pretty much everybody is like, yeah, Ezra Miller sucks. Yeah. Right, and I do wonder if they weren't queer, if like, and they were just like some straight white guy. I do wonder if like you would get universal, like fuck you, Ezra Miller. I don't know. Maybe you would. Well, maybe you would not. That's the thing. So one of the things that I've been thinking about is, for example, you and me are like chronically online on Facebook yeah. and news. We talk about movies, so we kind of almost inherently look for things about movies to talk about. Yeah. So we know everything that's happening. But here's the thing. how much of this does, like... I, like, heard everything that's normie. happening. I can't remember all the details of it. I, know, I mean, I know, like, 
sexual abuse allegations. I know, like, they chokeslammed people, right? Like, apparently that one was, apparently they were cleared. Of the chokeslamming? Yeah, from that one. Yeah, which doesn't necessarily mean, like, eh, you know, but, like, I, I, and here's the thing, I'm not prepared with other examples of, like, people I can defend. Um, I don't know, Sean Penn, even though that was, like, a long time ago, right? What did like, Sean Penn do? Sean Penn, didn't he beat up Madonna? I don't fucking remember. Yeah. Jesus. Um, but, like, um, I just wonder if, because, like, literally everybody's, like, fuck Ezra Miller, right? Yeah. And, like, on the one hand, yeah, like, fuck Ezra Miller. But I do wonder if, like, everybody would be, like, fuck Ezra Miller if they weren't. If they weren't queer. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. I don't know. Especially in especially in today's climate. Especially in today's climate. Um the so so what I what I want to get out of the way yeah. here with the Ezra Miller situation is like I understand if people don't want to support the movie because of the Ezra Miller situation. Like that to me makes sense. Yeah. If you're like, fuck this person, I don't think they should get even 20 cents of my ticket price. I'm not going to go watch this movie. I, I understand. And here's the thing. I also don't even think it's that difficult a decision, right? It's not like... I also understand if someone wanted to boycott Hogwarts Legacy. And I would feel like if someone did that, I would feel like, oh, like that takes sacrifice. Because it's like a beloved brand, right? Like you wanted a good... A genuinely good game. Yes. Like you wanted this. Like we haven't wanted a fucking Flash movie in the same <laughs> Right <laughs> in the same way we wanted, we wanted. You know what the crazy thing is? Yeah. If this movie hadn't been delayed to hell, yeah, all of this would have come out after significantly before the movie came out. Uh, so, like, this movie was supposed to be scheduled for 2018, yeah, yeah, and all of this stuff with Ezra happened like later, late like 2020, maybe, right, and on. Because when, when the second poopy Harry Potter spinoff movie come out. The second was like 2019. Yeah. I think. Because the third one was 2021, I think. Yeah. So, like, I don't think people were shitting on Ezra Miller during... Not during the Fantastic second Beasts. one. Yeah. During the third one, for sure. But not during the second one, I think. Yeah. So, so it would have been it would have been out if this would have probably flown a little bit more under the radar as far as, like, hate train goes. Right. Um, but, so, here's my, my, my point that I'm trying to make is... I think if someone wants to talk about this movie, yes, the Ezra Miller thing is an issue. Mm-hmm. But I think if you are going to talk about the movie, talk about the movie. Yeah. Like if you're if you're gonna come in tainted to talk about Ezra Miller and the situation that they're in, like you are then don't just at that point just don't. It's ironically. I'm gonna bring it back to Harry Potter just for a second. Go for it. Like I think supporting J.K. Rowling is, in theory, doing more damage than supporting, quote-unquote, Ezra Miller. Like, Ezra Miller themselves is just, like, an isolated piece of shit. Right? Whereas J.K. Rowling has, like, you know, she's in it with the Fox News crowd. Oh, for sure. Right? And also the fact that, like, she is she refuses to back down. Yeah. Whereas Ezra Miller has come out at least... I don't know to what degree we can trust them. Right. But they're like, hey, you know, I had a really bad, like, basically a psychotic break. Yeah. And judging by the things they were saying, yeah, I believe it, that they were going through a weird psychotic, like, ego trip. Right. 
But so who knows? I don't think they really have the cultural capital that a lot of their peers do. Yeah. Right. So I mean, yes, like I'm all fair with the boycott, but like I think this one to me is very easier to separate the art from And and there's also the fact that there's a lot of other things involved here that you might want besides the Ezra Miller thing. Yeah. Right? Because you know, in this movie we we bring back I mean this movie basically is a giant plot device. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and I, I do think that there's a lot in this movie to like, for yeah. sure. Um, I, you know, I've never been a huge Michael Keaton Batman fan, but I do think his character was used well. I like Ezra Miller in this movie. Ezra Miller, I don't like them as like, like, like I would like a new Flash to not have the well, weirdness. Yeah, that Ezra Miller, right? Um, but I think for like, if that's what Ezra Miller is playing, then like. I think they do it. I like I I, I like goofy ass Barry Allen marching down the street. Dude, I hate that so much. <laughs> the Barry Allen run, and and by the way, when we say he and this, we're talking about as not Ezra Miller, Barry Allen, Barry Allen, right? right? In in the universe, yeah. Barry Allen is a straight white dude. Yeah, uh, happens to be played by a you know non-binary, non-binary right. queer person, right? right? Uh, but <laughs> goofy ass run. I love it. I love that they poke fun of, at it yeah. in the scene where he loses his powers. Oh, no, I'm, ta- I'm not talking about his run. I'm talking about when uh, he's in the other universe and, like, Barry number two walks in. Oh, like, man. He's, <laughs> he's, like, he's strutting, down. strutting down the street. Yeah. yeah, no, I think the run is stupid. I think <laughs> I think Ezra Miller does a good job of playing two very different people. Yeah, so yeah. that's one thing that, that I, will, I will say from the beginning. I think Ezra Miller does a good job at Right. At playing this version of Barry Allen. Now, do I like this version of Barry Allen? No. no. It's a little too, like, on the nose of, like, he's probably on the spectrum. Yeah. And I think that that trope played by someone who's not on the spectrum, I think it feels almost a little weird. Whereas, like, there's also a line in this movie about how he's also making wisecracks. I'm like, I think he is no they they like to pretend like he's spider-man level of quips yeah but he's not no uh by the way so one of the things that happens in the movie at the very beginning is we have this scene where like he goes to gotham city to help mm-hmm. batman with like a crisis mm-hmm. right and everything well we can talk about it if you want a little bit Mainly because we kind of talk about the CGI in this, mm-hmm. but Wonder Woman shows up at the end of the scene. Da-da-da-da. Yeah, and uh, second time this year. Second time this year. Yeah. Uh, way better, I think, in this one than in the last use of her. A redditor said it. I just kind of want this to happen during every movie. I don't need, I don't need any other Wonder Woman movies. I just need one cameo per movie. Let the music blare. Yeah, then... that's fair. You know, here's the thing. I like the song. The song theme, is great. The theme is great, yeah. but it's so jarring when it just comes out of nowhere. <laughs> it stars you. Um, so the logistics of the lasso of truth is you just can't lie, right? You don't necessarily have to. You don't your blurt out dumb shit, right? Right, because I understood the first joke where she's like, "You're welcome, Bruce," and Batman's like. My ego is too big for me to yeah. say thank you to someone else. 
that makes sense. Yeah. Because he would usually say, okay, whatever. Right. right. But he's answering truthfully. Okay. When Vicky touches that thing, he starts That's talking about how he ain't never get laid. And like, who's asking you? And there's actually a lot of weird... That one was not as random as like other examples here, but there's like random things that happened in this, like mm-hmm. happened in this movie. Like when that scene from the trailer where Michael Keaton says, let's go nuts or let's get nuts. Yeah, it is nuts. straight up random. You know why it's not random? I mean, it's from the original movie. From the original. I know. But like in the context of the actual yep. scene, zero. <laughs> no, no, no reason. Yeah. No reason for it. No one talks about like right. going, doing something. Like maybe he's because he's doing something crazy. The scene where his, and I'm jumping, but like the scene where his tooth falls out like later. At the end of the movie? Yes. Comes at like the randomest time. Yeah, yeah. I've heard people kind of explain it away in a way that kind of makes sense. That like it's symbolic, quote unquote, for like things still being wrong. Whatever. It's a bumpy it's, movie. It's it's, um, a, it's a bumpy it's movie. Silly. Yeah. Um so the, the inciting incident here is Barry kind of gets mad and goes back in time after he's frustrated that his dad is not able to get out of jail, uh, which then circles back to the 2017, not 2017, sorry, 2021 Justice League? Snyder Cut? Yep, the Snyder Cut. Which, which one is considered canon? I mean, spaghetti doesn't matter, but like... But in the continuity of this movie itself... Yeah. It's the Snyder Cut. That is canon. That is canon. Okay, all right. Because the references that they made, there's two references that are made. The better one and still mediocre. Yes. The the the. That's the only one where he runs back in time, right? He yes, do that he does not run back in time in the other one. Yeah. That's one thing. And then the other thing is Iris recognizes him, mm-hmm. and she says like, "Hey, I saw you recently." And he goes, "No, you didn't." And it's a scene where she is saved by Barry. Mm. Uh, from like a car crash in the middle of the street. Okay. So there's that, those are the only two things that connected to that. Point to that. Because I, I asked because the way the movie presents it, and even Zoe, the way it presents it, it almost presents it like he just kind of happened upon, he like accidentally just ran so fast because he was mad. Yes. And then like he accidentally like time back. And I'm like, dang, that's an OP like, <laughs> that's an. OP power to just, you know, stumble upon. Yeah. I mean, but that is that is how it happens in Flashpoint. In Flashpoint. Yeah. Something happens, I think, similarly, where he gets frustrated. He's like, I'm just gonna run. Yeah. And he just runs and runs and runs and runs so fast that Dead. he just goes into the speed force. Yeah. Uh he doesn't just like use it to like do his thing, but he like right. kind of almost becomes one with it. Um which so let's the CGI on this. A lot of it. <laughs> a lot of the worst, I will say, is in the Speed Force yeah, stuff, yeah. right? Where he's running super fast. I get it when something is supposed to look like it's standing still. It could look goofy. It's gonna look goofy. I get it. Anything that happens in the Chronodrome, which I think is a silly fucking name, the Chronodrome. Um, um, when anything like that, I'm like, okay, fine. Let's pretend that everything's supposed to look like Silly. almost like a dummy. Yeah. Right? Like a statue. Right. There. Which DC aesthetic likes. 
Yes. Yeah. Even from like the Justice League cartoon, like DC likes its like statue imagery. Yes. Yeah. But I kind of wish they would have done it in like a Marvel yeah. look. Yeah. Because then you can be like, yeah, there's statues. Right. Maybe the statues move. Yeah. But because they look like they're trying to make them look photorealistic with color, it just looks so jarring. Yeah, it looks bad. And and maybe you can try to explain it away by saying, well, it's because it looks silly in the in the speed force, but it just looks bad. The hospital scene. I have to talk about this. Holy shit. Because so I'm, I'm going to get to the CGI there. The hospital scene is actually maybe one of my top five superhero opening. It's cool sequences ever like i'm like that to me and like doctor strange 2 are like ooh, like i love both of these i love the idea of a saving babies because like ironically like you haven't like you see a lot of saving people maybe some saving children but like saving babies the fact that you're eating babies into like batches of acid and uh scalpels like the 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 stakes are yeah. Infinitely high. Yes. Right? It's really cool. But <laughs> it's it's one of those things where like if you read this, like if you're looking at the script, you go, This is gonna be a bomb scene. Yeah. But then you look at it. So it's it's not that they just don't look realistic. At first I was like, they look like toys, but then it wasn't even to- they look like the fucking CPR baby dummy. <laughs> that's what they that's what their faces look like. It's so it's so bad. It's so bad. I've never seen a movie be this expensive and look so bad. Like, and we've had, especially with MCU stuff, like we've had a lot of talk about CGI and like people like people pointing out what they perceive as bad CGI, which I'm just like fair. So when I heard buzz about this movie CGI, I'm like, all right, like, it can't be that bad, right? And then I saw it, I'm like, oh, this is it is that bad. This is bad. It's it's one of those things where. It it doesn't just approach yeah. Uncanny Valley. This is you are deep in this Uncanny Valley. So a Batman fans on Reddit are going to get to masturbate because they finally saw Batman in his blue cape, which they've been like, you know. Say like, this is probably this has some of the better like Batman sequences in the wild. It does, but. When his cape is like fluttering in the wind, yeah. Remember, like the old action figures that, like, when you would get a character with a cape, you would get a plastic cape, mm-hmm. and get like a fabric cape. Yep, it looks like they got a plastic cape. <laughs> and that's a, that yeah. that Super has Girls been too. yeah that's been historically an issue with DC. Not as much with Marvel. I know Marvel does have issues with it a bit, especially with like Doctor Strange because the cape itself is sentient. Right. So like it, it doesn't behave the same yeah. way, but it doesn't look exactly yeah. it doesn't look plastic. But if you go back and think about everything in the Snyder movies, mm-hmm. all his capes are fake. Mm. And they look fake, mm. which is the problem. Yeah. So I know by now we're kind of used to it. I saw that and I was like, yeah, that's not the worst thing happening in this movie. Right. By a mile. Right. It just looks so bad. It looks so bad. I will say the scene with the babies, though. I love it. I love I love the way 
that he goes for the baby, but he's like, nah, fuck this baby vending machine because he needs. I like that. I kind of wish I that like was the brought Cameron up counter. More. Is that in? All right, so I have to call out. I have to call out our boy Cosmonaut. Let's pretend we're peers with these actual. Sure. <laughs> yeah. So, like, he. It is our good friend Marcus once said. Um, he said, oh, when we've seen him in all these other movies, I'm like, what? All these other movies? We've yeah. seen him in, in two versions of the same movie. Like, that's It's essentially it. one. Yeah. Is there... Is this the first time we've seen, like, the little calorie counter on the thing? Or the fact that, like, he needs... He needs calories to, like... I think there's some mention in the 2014... Or the in the uh, Snyder Cut that he just needs a lot of food. Yeah. But... He, it's because it's a whole ensemble movie. You don't really focus on like the minute details of like each single character. I really love that. I don't know to what extent it's in the comics or not. I mean, it's certainly not in the. Um, it's certainly not in like the Cartoon Network cartoon. It's brought yeah. up in the show a couple of times where he's like, "I'm running out of energy." Show. The live action yeah. show, yeah, where he says like, "I need to figure something out." And his friend who works with him at Star Labs, yeah. Uh, basically comes up with like energy bars for him that he just gets to pop in pop in forget about the rest of the day anyway i like if when this character comes back i kind of would like that like i like the nerfing from from the food yeah because like flash can be very op 100 percent. right it's it's the it's the same reason why Quicksilver in the X-Men movies shows up for a scene and then fucks off. Yeah. Because if you have him, yeah. you're done. Yeah. Like, there's no stakes anymore. Right. Um, so I like this. There's the, that's the thing. There's there's a lot that this movie does that I really, really like. It's a lot of small yeah. character details yeah. that I think they did a, a great job at incorporating. It's a lot of the like big grand ideas that i think kind of fall a little flat yeah in this movie yeah um we can talk more about the whole multiverse stuff and there's something in there that i really like there's some stuff in there yeah um but yeah the, the calorie thing i like how you know he's like starting to speed up mm-hmm. a bit but then when he gets the food everything yeah, freezes, and I do like the explanation because I remember watching the movie. I was like, "Why does he just pick up the babies?" Because that's always been a thing where he just grabs someone and just joints. Let's right. go. Uh, but he does explain that he can't move people mm-hmm. uh, because essentially you just rip people apart. Yeah. Essentially, A-train. like a train, yeah. right? Uh, I like that explanation. Um, and I know in some of the other like comics and stuff, it's like he is able to use a speed force to then protect himself and other people that he's carrying. Right. Um, but I, I do like that limitation in this. Yeah. It, it explains why he has to do all these things. How he's able to kind of like poke them and like kind of change the trajectory. Yeah. He cannot take he this thing like 50 feet. Right. Um, was it in this movie where he throws up? Or was that a different movie? I think did I miss that? Ooh, I don't remember if he throws up. Because in the next movie we see, we review, someone does throw up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the other, there's a scene. I think he like, does throw up. Right? Yeah. I think I may have, I think I saw the I first think, time. I think I may have gone to the bathroom the second time. I think Barry, too. I think Barry 2018 throws up. Does he? I think so. Mm. Yeah. And the Batcave? 
Maybe. But uh, yeah, so I, I, I do like those things. When he does go back, so he gets the idea to change things in the past. Yeah. When he does that, I like the explanation that not only does it change stuff in the future, because you are now in an entirely different strand. Spaghetti. In a different noodle. Yeah. Uh, the, ideally speaking, the past is also now different because right. you are in a literal different universe yeah. where things were completely different. Time is not linear. Exactly. I love the spaghetti metaphor as a means of like teaching the audience what the rules are. It's very simple. Forward. I think yeah. it's very easy to understand. We can keep consistent whatever we want to keep consistent. We can change whatever we want to change. They gave themselves so yeah. many outs with that. Exactly. Very smart. Very, very, and very understandable. Like, yes. Yeah. Like props, props to them for making DC made like the most <laughs> understandable rules for like multiverse. Yeah. Yeah. Out of, you know, Marvel and anything else that's been doing it. So mm-hmm. good for you. Katie did call. I, I'll have to ask her what it was. She did say that she did point at something out that I was like, huh, that, that does not make sense. But then I, I, uh, I'm a, I'm a big fan of the, uh, of the franchise fate, mm. which is a whole mumbo jumbo of like heroes fighting heroes yeah. and people fighting for like magic. And one of the things that there's always a joke about, it's like, when something doesn't make sense, just say the magic words, don't worry about it. Right. And I'm like, this. Yep. <laughs> I'm like, babe, don't worry about it. Yep. it it's time stuff. Yeah. If it doesn't make sense, who cares? Yep. We're still here to have fun. Time is spaghetti. Time is spaghetti. Yeah. Um, I do like, though, that they say that there are some things that are inevitable. Yes. Some things are always going to happen in either certain timelines or just in general. Which, once again, is interesting how this comes out right on the heels of Spider-Verse. Yes. Which has that, which has that same idea as like a focal point of its like plot and themes. Yes. Yeah. And and we'll see we'll see where that leads in yeah. Spider-Verse because that is uh, a couple of very interesting like theories mm-hmm. coming out about it. Uh, I know you sent me the video from Film Theorist. Film Theorist. Yeah. Uh, I, I I did see that too. Um but I, I do like the the idea that just like in Marvel, right? There are some things that are always constant like um, who was it? There were some characters that are always the same. Hmm. Apparently, like Scarlet Witch is like a nexus. A nexus being, yeah. yeah. Um, in this case, like apparently Barry Allen is always going to be a Barry Allen, and um, well, Aquaman is always going to be the same Aquaman. Well, but I don't know to what extent they want to cement themselves in this because the well, the ending stupid scene does show old flashes with the with like the Hermes hat. But that's a different person. Though. That's not Barry Allen. That's not Barry Allen. That's Jay Garrick. Gotcha. Gotcha. I know some shit. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's the difference. Is animated Justice League Wally West? I think he shows up, but I don't think it's always Barry, uh Wally West. Yeah. I think it's Barry Allen. Gotcha. I can't remember 100%. Yeah. But um yeah, the 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 whole idea of 
of now the past is changed leads then to the to the new well not new the old batman coming mm-hmm. in right um I, I like how goofy he looks with his like hobo like attire it is very um i forget if uh, in, in dark knight returns you do see him dressed as an old woman i forget i think there's been some comic or movie where you've seen bruce wayne with the long hair and the beard uh in dark knight rises yeah but he's kind of disheveled the the bench it's kind of gone to shit but i feel like i've seen it in a cartoon anyway probably yeah um they they kind of hatch a plan to go save uh, Save superman Superman because zod is here yeah um oh we totally skipped about the part that barry loses his powers because he tries to get other barry his powers powers, right and and yeah shenanigans shenanigans. um my god old barry is so fucking grating well younger barry is grating. i like that older barry recognizes like holy shit I am annoying. I am obnoxious. Well, it's interesting because you can tell that like one has had you know childhood trauma and one is one is essentially one been not, living here rent free. Which the interesting thing is, if you look at this, is very mean. That kid, the kid who plays like young Barry Allen, very sorry, just looks like a very bullyable kid. Oh, hundred like, percent. Like if we went to elementary school, like if we went to elementary school with this kid, like people would hate this fucking kid. <laughs> I, I'm going to say something that I know I can say because no one ever really listens to us outside of like maybe a few close friends. Or millions of fans. I have a few kids who look exactly like this kid and they've been bullied. Oh, so yep. sad. So sad. Um, so I, I can see, you know, absent uh, absent the loss of a parent, how that little kid, Barry Allen, would grow up. In absent of both parents. No, no, no. So how... Yeah, absence of losing both parents. So yeah. in, in a normal life, I can see how that little kid, Barry Allen, would grow up into... Into like, a fucking spaz. Ex- little kid, Barry Allen, is at least portrayed as being very book smart. Mm-hmm. Like, I do not see how, like... I'm seeing this Barry Allen is all Mountain Dew and Doritos. And things can change. Like The... Uh, 2018 Barry 2018 Allen. 2018 Barry Allen. Yes. Yeah. I, I yeah. It does not seem like he was ever good at math. That's the thing. I kind of would. I kind of would have liked there to have been a little explanation as to like how his life panned out. Yeah. Because all we know is he's going on a date mm-hmm. and he's in college freshman year. Yeah. And he's an econ. He's an econ, which doesn't and mean shit. Doesn't mean doesn't mean a yeah. damn thing. Yeah. So you don't know if he's still smart. Right. And his roommates are certainly dumb. His roommates are certainly very stupid. Yeah. Uh holy shit. That that did bug me a lot. And I think it's also uh a, a, a matter of my a lot of my flash information comes from the Justice Lee show. Yeah. And from the you know, the CW show, where he has friends. Yeah. Whether it's people in the Justice League or yeah. in uh, in the CW show, he has um, Cisco and I forget the the girl's name. Yeah. Um, but like, he's got really like good friends who like like him. Right. Everybody here except for Iris fucking sucks. Yeah. His boss sucks. 
the barista, the barista sucks. sucks. The two his people, work, his work his friends, work friends suck. His friends, yeah. Dude, like, it's just like, this poor guy. Yeah. Give him a friend. Give him a friend. Like, yeah, maybe you can have a friend who, like, busts your shit because you're always late. That that's fine. Like when they first like start like ripping on them for being late again, right? But these two people are just straight up bullies. But then these people like when they walk out and they're like, "Hey, let's get out of here." I mean, it's kind of odd how they're introduced as like characters, and then you don't see them again after that, and like you're probably never gonna see them again. They're the ones from the from the, the they're the roommates. They are the roommates. Yes, but like it's. It is odd that they're just kind of introduced that way, and then it's like, all right, like, yeah, you know, here's our characterization to Barry, and and boom, and, and like, I get, I get that this Barry Allen is like very socially awkward, like very spectrumy. I get that, but holy shit, these people are just mean. Yeah, I don't know. I I did not like those two characters. Nothing against the actors. I'm assuming that's exactly how they were. Told to act. Told to yeah. act. Uh, but Albert and Patty. Mm. That's their names. What names? What, what names? names? Um, interesting that they decided to make Barry King's Beaner. Hmm? They, they made, like, his mom, like, Spaniard. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, very Which, interesting. Because he interesting. is, he just seems the epitome of white. And obviously, yeah. like Spaniards. And here, I'm only assuming that she is Spaniard and not anything else because of how white he is. <laughs> it, white the song had like that, like, lispy Spaniard dialect. And she's cooking pasta, which initially made me think Italian, but then I'm like, oh, she's specifically singing Spanish. Spanish. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Weird. Not that Latin Americans can't cook pasta, but it seemed it seemed like pasta had ethnic roots. In yeah, there. ain't no Mexican or any island Mexican making fresh pasta. No arroz, arroz or nothing. Yeah, arroz and frijoles. Yeah. Um. So by the way, so we have this this assault this assault in on a Russian base, which I think is very cool. It's a cool introduction to Batman. What using, a great segue! Pasta to the Russian. <laughs> yes. Um. I don't like the way they made Batman look like he was fighting in this. Hmm. He looks too like fluid hmm. for a man in his seventies. Okay. And and it just I, I kind of would have liked this to be like, well, if Batman is still Batmaning in his seventies, I would assume he's able to like do it tactically for his age. In Dark Knight Returns. He's still like not in the seventies. He look. I mean, in that movie or the, the animated movie, he fucking looks like. He's oh, old. not Dark Knight Rises, like the animated Dark gotcha, Knight gotcha. Returns. He, I mean, he's he's fucking old, right? He's old, but he's still. But old. he's the only reason why he's able to kind of put up a fight is because he's got the big ass bulky suit. Uh, not in part one. Part two is the suit. Part two is where he fucks with Superman, but in part one, mm, I see what you mean. Yeah, I think he just gets back in shape. Yeah, eh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. But again, that's cartoon. Right. And then this just looks like a rubber man. But he in cartoon at least is like he fights like Ben Affleck Batman. Ben Affleck cartoon. fights like a tank. That's how he fights in Dark Knight Returns, where yes. he's fucking old as shit. Yeah. 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 Um we we don't find Batman 
We instead find a hottie. We don't find Superman. We don't find Superman. Yes. Yeah. Which someone else pointed it out, but I also thought it in the theater. What a set like very sad for Supergirl. Dude. Like her cousin's dead as a baby. Yeah. Uh, she, I guess, is fated to just get like harvested for blood in this particular, in this particular timeline, timeline, right? But that's, I mean, it's kind of, and I, on the one hand, I thought it was like bold, but on the other hand, I, I didn't like it. I was like, oh man, like I really like this character, and like in this particular timeline, she's just like, just always destined, destined to, to suffer. Yeah, and. I mean, I guess in a way that's kind of the thing about multiverse like ideas where there is always going to be a timeline mm-hmm. where a character is just destined to die yeah. or destined to just get shit on. It could be anybody. It could have been Barry. Right. I mean, it is Batman, right? Batman in all of those movies dies to in all of those uh, instances yeah, dies. Yeah. Um, I think the one that sucks the most is... Uh, Barry's mom, because if she survives, yeah, it leads to inevitable doom, right? Right. So, you know, I I, I get that idea. It's it's fine. It's whatever. Um, I do like the action scene that happens after that. Mm. Like once they are actually fighting Zod's mm. army, I think that's that's more interesting. The fight scene that happens with. Supergirl and Batman on the roof of like the Soviet base. Yeah. Again, just looks very rubbery. Yes. Everything just looks like plastic. Like plastic. Right. And that's not in the Speed Force. <laughs> that's not in the Speed Force at yeah. all. Um, Barry does make a comedy. He's like, I guess you guys could have seen that in slow motion like I did. Right. And I wonder if that's the cop out of saying, like, well, this is how he sees it. No, it just, it just looks like poo-poo. It looks like poo-poo. They did, they did make... I really love the Supergirl character, despite how tragic she is. Mm-hmm. Um, I really want to see more of her. I like this actress. Yep, and, uh, I did read recently an article from I think Variety or Hollywood Reporter that she's in talks to return yeah. with like DC heads. Um, so I hope she's back because I, I do like the idea of having a Supergirl. Mm-hmm. I know we're having a, bat, a Superman mm-hmm. movie. Um, I wonder then how that changes her characterization a bit. I do wonder this is talking big picture stuff. You know how like Big Guardian's complaint is like, you know, you introduce Adam Warlock and then you don't see him for like, you know, however many years, years yeah. but then that's pandemic related to, and then he's not like, he's not the main villain. I do wonder with where DC's trying to jump in and the fact that James Gunn's also involved, I wonder how much of that you'll also see in this new DC iteration where you'll set up threads and you'll set up teasers and then like... They might not come to fruition for for whatever reason. I, I see what yeah. you mean. So, like for Supergirl, like I do wonder because you're right; they're making a Superman movie, right? And they are making a Supergirl movie. Mm. So that's already in development. It's going to be one of the first like DC. Have they hit the mattress? Not yet. Mm. That's why I think she's in top of it. Yeah. So I and and if I remember correctly, like this 
this storyline that they're following is called the Woman of Tomorrow storyline. Mm. It's from like not long ago. I want to say like maybe two, three years that it came out. Oh wow! Um, and from what I hear, it's also very like just Supergirl just getting shit on Oof. and like shit being rough. Yeah. So I think that kind of then tracks for like this, this version of version, the character. Yeah. And I think she can play that very well. Um, so I, I, if they do decide to go with her, I think that she she fits in there very, like, very. Right. I, I would like her to come back. I think she does a good job. She looks fantastic in that suit. Mm-hmm. I know that, like, skin-tight suits are always very, like, hard to pull off because right. a lot of times they have to be, like, augmented with, like, you muscle know. pads and CG. Right. Uh, she looks. No, she looks great. She looks fantastic. Um, I do. I do want her to come back for sure. Sees same. Um, I don't think we needed to have Michael Shannon back as General Zod. Yeah, that's it, all. It literally could have been anything. I think it's literally only here because that was the first DCEU. Yes. And they're doing it for symmetry purposes. I just realized this changes... This changes a lot now that I'm thinking about it. Mm. Because that was 2018, Barry, right? Yep. That was 2013. In the... I mean, Man of Steel comes out in 2013, but I think that also takes place in 2013. That's That was my interpretation. Yeah. So what happened here? Uh, <laughs> does that does that mean spaghetti. that the, the uh, events got shifted? I guess in this timeline, spaghetti. Interesting, spaghetti. Interesting. Yeah. But that doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense as to why. No, because Barry got his powers the same year as the other Barry did in twenty eighteen. In twenty eighteen, it's always twenty eighteen when he gets his powers. But because he knows the date, he knows the date that right. it happens. It's happening today. Yes. So, but then he says that he got his powers a little bit before Zod arrived. Oh, uh, so I think it he just can't be twenty eighteen. I don't know if he just gets it before Zod arrived. I think the those events are just juxtaposed to be right. on the screen. So your brain might just put them together as causal. But I think he specifically just says this was the night of the storm. I don't think he said it's specifically a Zod-related storm or around Zod. <laughs> that still doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense. Oh, Spaghetti. But then, no, but then damn. he did. But then he did go rescue people. Or he did try to go rescue. He people. tried to go rescue people. So yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. That's fucked. Yes. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Whatever. Whatever. It's yeah. one of those things that they were, don't worry about. Yeah, it. They were bad movies. this is still an okay movie only yes um the the thing that i found very odd well not very odd but i i not i didn't love the fact that this like i don't know if it's supposed to be like a take on zoom or a take on reverse flash Mm. but like 2018 uh, Barry becoming becomes the monster becoming the, the monster in the Chronodome. Yes, I have to look this up. When does the Flash take place? 
because so it takes place in I hate this. Mm-hmm. I hate this. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> he's not 38. He could not be eight, 10 years in the past. I don't know. Fucking <laughs> no. 38, he wouldn't be... Because he's 18. Yeah. So that right? would be 28, not 38. Spaghetti. Spaghetti. That's what I'm saying. If if he was eighteen in twenty thirteen, okay, and then twenty twenty three, twenty eight, sorry, twenty eight, yeah, doesn't make sense. Anyway, whatever. Um, I lost track of what I was gonna say. Um, we are moving on to the final. <laughs> yeah, 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 but but there was there was a, a thing that I was saying, and I am I am totally blinking. Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. The 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 flash. The other flash oh, kind of turning to be right. bad. I like how it, it starts to show that it's him when he when they're like facing through like the explosion. Yes, and he gets he's the, gradually picking up like yeah he gets yeah. the Kryptonian like steel like embedded in his arm. Right. Um, and I like the symbolism is like oh you know because he's because this version of him is like rooted in like changing the past. That's what leads to him becoming evil. Like I think thematically that that works. It's the immaturity too. Yeah, the fact that he isn't—he does not know how to cope with losing with someone loss. he cares right. about. Yeah. Right. That just kind of drives him nuts. Yeah. Um, I do like the idea though, that he recognizes that in himself. Yes. Because he has. He's had. He has new. Right. Well, now he has the new Barry or the old. Barry to help him through it, and and some people level this as a criticism of the movie, which I think I think it's fair. I think I think if you take this theme too far, it can get into like trauma fetishizing, where it's like ah, like you need trauma in order to, um, you know, in order to have maturity, and like unless you have trauma, right, you will just never develop, and blah 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 blah. I don't I don't think the movie is saying that, although it might be. Um, but I, 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 I do think there's something to be said about the fact that you do, there's a difference between trauma and hardship. There's a difference between trauma and stress, right? Mm-hmm. You need stress and you do need some hardship in life, right? Cause otherwise you just think that like going to go toward the Titanic <laughs> is, <laughs> is a, a good, good idea. idea. Um, honestly, by the way, I think, very, I think they're yeah. officially yeah, out of time. I actually think this is very sad. Like on the one, I I simultaneously think this is very sad and that it was a very stupid idea. I think it's I think it's very stupid to name the boat Titan that's going to go see the Titanic. But I mean, that's a horrible, it's a horrible way to die. You know, all I'm going to say on this matter is, if they were going to die, I hope i pray to whatever god they worship mm-hmm. that they imploded and they did not have to sit there for 96 hours the that's that's best case scenario if you're going to die i would rather just be instant you yeah. implode yeah than you slowly starve for 96 hours i'm not going to i'm not going to get into that but like yeah i, I, I Ironically, that this it's it's weird that this came up, but like the I, I guess all I'm gonna say is I do feel both. I do feel like yes, it's stupid oh, 100% to do stupid. this, 
but like, damn, that's an awful way to go. I right? dude, I would not want that. The, the, the fear if you're alive down there for 96 hours. Yeah. It's fuck. Yeah, that's hard. Ah, yeah. That's hard. So anyway, get back to, back to the flesh. Pointless comic book shit. Um, but I do. But like people, because it's being compared to Spider Verse, right? Yeah, I do think Spider Verse is tackling the more interesting question, and it still has a third movie to like, you know, to to, to stick it. the landing, right? So we haven't seen what the final product looks like yet. I think the idea of like you don't have to be what the canon says is a more compelling idea than some things are just fate. Deal with inevitable, it, inevitable. Yeah, and yet I do think both truths are necessary yeah i do think that like there is inevitable there is an inevitability of suffering in the world so then our choice is how do we deal with that suffering i don't think this movie like i don't think this movie actually takes it along the theme of like now what do we do with our suffering i just think it kind of sticks at like some things are meant to happen right <laughs> yeah um so i think spider Verse is the more interesting project but I think I've seen like some people just like totally shit on this movie for like being fatalist. And I don't think that's entirely I don't fair. think that's entirely fair. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. I yeah, I mean there's something to it um that that does kind of feel a bit tragic. Yeah. About like the inevitability of everything. Right. Inevitability of everything. Um but I mean in a way I also then wonder so you were saying, like, do you need trauma and hardships to mature? What if this just means that Barry's parents were kind of shady parents? Well, that's, <laughs> I mean, that's the that's the question. We know the thing where this can get problematic is we do, you know, statistically, people who have supportive households, right, tend to do better than people who do not. Yeah. Right? It's not always set in stone, right? Um, but, like... I have two parents, regardless of like, you know, what kind of two parents, like, not regardless of what kind of parents in terms of quality, but like, doesn't matter if it's a man and man, woman and woman, right? Like, um, married or just two people cohabitating for their whole life, right? Yeah. I have two parents, right? Uh, statistically, like, I'm probably going to do better in life than people who just had like the one, the one right? or none, right? Um, and when we trauma fetishize, sometimes like, Ironically, that empowers, like, um, I'll use shorthand, that empowers the Republicans of the world to be like, you need this, you just need to pull yourself on your bootstraps. So, like, no, that's not true. Like, you, like, we can provide people with advantages that they don't have, mm -hmm. and it will make them better. Yeah. But, right, like, you know, I am convinced that if I, so I student taught at a high school, right, I applied for a job at that high school, I thought I was a shoe-in like, I didn't get that job. And I felt, like, very self-conscious about that, like, from that moment on, right? Um, I do feel like if I ended up, like, getting that job, that would have taught me, like, a lesson that, like, life is just going to, like, give itself to me. And I won't really have to, like, work, work for anything. Yeah. Right? Um, so I do, you know, psychologically, like, for using strict defining terms, like, if, like trauma is a hurtful thing right so like an abundance of trauma is not necessarily good but like you do need stress and you do need adversity in life 
Um, because otherwise you just kind of look like stupid Barry Allen, just like mosey. Yeah. <laughs> and in any case, maybe that's why the movie is smart. Maybe he did have a super fucking easy life. <laughs> just like didn't bother to fry with Matt. Yeah. Uh, so before we wrap up, yep. let's talk about the the worst probably offender as far and, as the CG yeah. goes here. End of the movie, everything is kind of collapsing in on itself. We are introduced to like how the chronodome looks this is the most offensive part of the movie <laughs> yes yeah. and and how all of the other universes are kind of like circling around each other right right and as barry's universe is imploding it's sucking in all the other ones and destroying them yeah and this is where we get flashes yeah. pun intended yeah. of other universes yeah. we get snippets of the adam west Right, Batman. We get snippets of the uh, George Reeves and um, Christopher Reeves. Christopher Reeves, Batman. Superman. Uh, Supergirl is there. Right. We get, we get the goat. The goat. The goat. Nick Nicholas Cage. Yeah. Nick Cage as uh, Superman fighting a giant spider for too long. <laughs> Here's the thing. Yeah. Again. It almost feels like the CG is so bad that in a way I am draw I am almost forced to believe that they are right that it was done on purpose. That they made the CG this poopoo on purpose? Because Nick Cage does not look right. so old. Yeah. That you can't just maybe put on some makeup right. and make him look a little younger. Yeah. Because that scene of him as Superman. And then it closes it on his face. Holy shit. He looks dude. awful. He looks like a toy. I was mad when, like, we talked about this in person. People talk about how, like, Marvel, like, will undercut serious moments with a joke. I thought the worst offender of any of this ever in superhero dumb was when, I forget what's happening, something serious is happening. And then after the Nick Cage spider cut, it, like, cuts to him. Just like looking. Yes. And I'm like, there is no reason to like cut to Nick Cage Superman here. And like anytime you're just going to see Nick Cage, it's inherently goofy. Yeah. Well, so the reason why they're staring into the camera is because they're looking into the rips happening in this in the universe. But it doesn't have to be him. That's yes. the thing. Yeah. There's a thousand more relevant options that you could do to than making it like the jokiest, memeiest, yeah, one. And I mean that's that's a that's very much like on the nose. So like, look what we have here. Yeah. Um, look at all our IP. It's weirdly ghoulish too. It's not even look at all our IP. It's like, oh, we have IP too, right? It's <laughs> <laughs> so odd, like seeing yeah. these dead people. Yeah. Like being rubberized for what? And it also makes you. So I've never seen Christopher Reeve's Superman movie. Okay. Um, right. I think I think many people my age have. I I would guess that many people my age haven't. But as this target audience continues to skew like younger and younger, so yeah. How many a people? A lot of these references are not like no. Yeah. And and same thing with the Superman thing. Yeah. I can guarantee you so many people had no idea that Nick Cage was supposed to be 
Superman. Superman. Right. Because it never can, happened, right? It never happened. Yeah. It was a concept. Uh, Tim Burton was supposed to make the movie. Yeah. It fell apart in very early stages. Yeah. I think the most we have out of it is a single image right. of Nick Cage, which is what this Looking whole thing is based goofy on. Goofy AF. Uh, yeah. Apparently, the producer of the movie, one of his stipulations was in the third act, Superman fights a giant, a giant spider. spider, right? Yeah. And that's that's what this joke is. Was that Kevin Smith? Isn't Kevin Smith a Kevin Smith is the one who told the story about it. I see. Uh, the producer was the guy who produced uh, Wild Wild West. Okay. And it, it's just like it, it's a big pile of like why? Yeah. Like it's unnecessary. And then also like it's more whyish than like Save Martha. <laughs> right. Nah. Yeah. Like people were offended at that. I think this is much more offensive. I agree. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. I, I also don't like the I, I know we we've we've brought it up a lot, or I brought it up a lot. It's also so weird that like there is zero recognition for the show, which is what I think revitalized a lot of people's interest. Yeah. In DC in recent years. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. Yes, I like Man of Steel. Right, I like it a lot. I I thought it was okay, but I didn't continue. Well, per, I'm saying, like personally, yeah. I like it yeah. a lot. Yeah. But the DCEU has been such a fucking mess. Yeah. That's not why I like DC characters. Right. It's because of shows like Arrow, The Flash, Supergirl, even Superman and Lois. Yeah. Uh, uh, Legends of Tomorrow, like Smallville. all Smallville. I've never seen Smallville. I mean, even yeah. even Smallville, like yeah. that. Katie used to watch Smallville. Yeah. And she doesn't watch comic book things. Right. So, like, the fact that, like, there was a complete shunning of, of, all that. of this, which is what is making these younger people go out and watch these things in the first place, mm-hmm. just seems very disrespectful. Yeah. And and weird. And I know this was not, this was not James Gunn's doing. Right. This is, like, the previous, like, regime that was there. Yeah. Um... But goddamn, like it's just odd. Um, after this, Barry sacrifices himself. He or or old young Barry sacrifices himself because he knows that he is going to become this this monster. force, this monster, right. right? That kind of sets everything back in motion. Yeah. Uh, we had a really genuinely, I think, I love supermarket scene. It's a genuinely yeah. touching scene. It's extremely sad. Yeah. I know some people were like, I don't know that I could connect to it because I know the Barry or the Ezra Miller situation. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. He did a great job in this. Um, you you can feel like the the internal conflict of fuck, I, I have to sacrifice my mom. My mom. Yeah. Totally. Uh, which damn. And I like that he was able to get away with with saving his dad. I think I think Barry Allen deserves that reward. I think after all this, he deserves to be able to come away with something. One, yeah, one parent. yeah, yeah. I know in in like how it usually happens is a little different. They do manage to clear his name without him having to go back and mm-hmm. change things. Um, I don't know that because then the problem is, I think this is all undone. If I'm not mistaken, by the conversation he has at the end of the movie, oh, uh, I don't, I don't know specifically how that works. Like you mean the conversation with Aquaman? With Aquaman, because he so at the end of the movie they clear they clear his dad's name. Right. 
Um, he says something along the lines of, "Oh no, no." So he so he clears the name, and then Bruce shows up. Right. But it's not it's George Clooney. Yeah, it's not Ben Affleck. It's not Michael Keaton. Right. It's George Clooney. Which ha 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 ha. Whatever. I saw an idea where they should have taken different, um, like they should have shown different versions of the film in different theaters, <laughs> and just put like different Batman actors. That would have been fun. Yeah, I know. I know. Like when they were doing screenings for like test audiences. They did have different roles. Some people saw Batman. Some people saw um, Robert Pattinson. Pattinson. Some people saw George Clooney. I think there was rumors of um, why am I blanking his name? Christian Bale. Christian Bale. There yeah. were rumors of, of doing that. Yeah. Um, some of them there was no Batman. Yeah. Some of them was like his foot, and that's it. Mm. Uh, there were some where it was Michael Keaton. Mm. And then Supergirl shows up too. Mm. Um, that apparently was supposed to be the lead into the Batgirl movie. Yeah. Uh, because then it shows that he's staying. Even if they scrapped the Batgirl movie, I think you should have kept that yes. ending. Yeah, I think so too. Because we know that Ben Affleck is not coming back. Right. That still leaves the possibility for Wonder Woman to still be because she's not there at the end, right? And then that then gives Sasha Kaya a chance to to be Supergirl. To be Supergirl still. I still took the Aquaman scene as happening in Flooniverse because well because he says like in all these other universes I went to, yeah, Batman was different, but you were the same. So that to me says that he went back and saw at least more than one. So are we then? Because I actually haven't seen an Aquaman movie. So when he calls Tim Curry or Tom Curry or whatever. Yeah. Tamora Morrison. Yeah. Is that yeah. what it is? It's Tamora Morrison. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. When he calls Tamora Morrison, is Tamora Morrison in Aquaman? Yes. Okay. So then it is implied that in that universe, though, Arthur Curry is a dog. Yes. Not, yeah, the dog is the dog's name is Arthur. So that's why he that's why he makes the joke. He was like, and 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 I was the same. He was like, yeah, you were you know loyal and furry, furry. But then that still means though he wasn't like he still technically wasn't the same in every universe. In one universe, he no, in that universe he did not exist yeah. as a person. person. But in in the universes where he is born, yeah, he's he Jason is Momoa. Jason Momoa. Yeah, yeah. Which then that also then kind of tanks the rumors that he's playing Lobo mm. because right I don't know that seems a little weird yeah I don't know man this whole thing at the end is kind of messy yes that's what I mean like small things in this movie are great but a lot of like big picture things like how this moves on going forward right is messy 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 I will still choose to just believe that that post credit scene takes place inside. Flooniverse. That's what I thought at first, yeah. but then when when we saw the set, when I saw it the second time with you, yeah. I picked up on that where he's like in all these other universes, they're like all of the Bruce's are different. So does that mean he went exploring timelines post? That's what I'm thinking. But that would be because my my assumption disastrous. is that he he did something, and now like does that mean his dad's back in jail? Does that mean that he then found a way to free his dad? Through other means, I'm choosing to interpret that he would just have seen Aquaman in the in the, the Chromodome, maybe, and then it's always Jason Momoa. <laughs> it's so yeah. 
it's weird. I don't know. Um, like I said, this is not going anywhere. This is not making money. That's for sure. It's a it's a giant plot device. For it is. I said this in the theater. Like this. Like back when there was first like Fallout with Henry Cable and like Ben Affleck. I was like, you don't need to have an explanation for like why people are fucking changing. Like these movies all sucked. Just be like. We're changing these ones. We're not changing these ones. Like, yeah, just get rid of what you want. Push play, and keep then, what you want. And what this movie does is it does that, but it like does it in a movie. So on the one hand, cool that they did it and they did it relatively well. Mm-hmm. But then also like, when you look at what purpose does this movie serve? You know what they could have done in this movie to. And again, this is not like mm-hmm. if Ezra Miller had shame. Yeah, and they were like, you know what, I I fucked up. Right, I got to take responsibility. I will bow out. Obviously, I completely understand why. After watching this movie, I one hundred percent understand why they could not recast. Mm-hmm. I completely understand why they could not go back and film. Yeah, this because he's. He's integral. He's integral to like the Barry right. Allen. Is, is integral. He's in yeah. this movie twice. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And Ezra Miller would have to film both of their scenes twice. Right. Holy shit. Yeah. Like that is a huge endeavor. Yeah. I get it. But at the end of the movie, they could have been like, "Oh, hey, Barry, how's it going?" And he walks by a mirror, and then he looks in the mirror, and he sees himself as somebody else. The the idea of that's how he views himself as Ezra Miller, but then now that he changed stuff, yeah. maybe not. He looks different. So I don't know. It's such a, a, a thing that you could do. I don't know. This almost does make me feel a little bad for Ezra Miller because it, it feels like it feels like you're dragging the bear that like bit somebody in the circus out to do like one last performance because you got a sold out show tonight and you need to please the fans and then you're just going to fucking shoot the bear afterwards. Right. And regardless of whatever they did, like, you're like, ah, like that to me does feel dirty about this film. It's like, all right, bit. fulfill your fucking con- like contractual obligations and like get the fuck out. Even I mean, if you deserve it. But like, they did no press for this movie. Yeah. Everything has been Sasha and I think even Michael Keaton to a certain extent. Yeah. But like, I think Ezra showed up for the premiere, yeah. and then they put him back in this in their cage. What a mess! And said, "All right, thank you. Right, bye. What a mess. What a mess." Yeah. Um, anything else before we go? Um, How would you rank this in the DCEU? Better than Shazam two. Better than Shazam two for sure. Worse than Wonder Woman. Um, Better than Wonder Woman eighty four. I didn't get through the whole thing. I went through it. To me, it goes maybe the third best because I, I I really only like Shazam, Wonder Woman. Oh, I forgot the Suicide Squad is technically. Oh yeah, the Suicide Squad is very good. Okay, so Shazam, the Suicide Squad, Wonder Woman. This I haven't seen Aquaman. I think I would probably put. I like your list. Yeah. I think... Snyder Cut is still overrated as fuck. Snyder Cut is overrated. It is significantly better than Justice League. For sure. But I think for me, it's Shazam, Suicide Squad, Mm -hmm. 
Man of Steel, Wonder Woman this. Mm. I really do like Man of Steel. I think as far as Henry Cavill getting a chance to do some Superman shit, yeah. it's very good. I also think Papa Kent is a fucking dumbass. <laughs> and, you know, the, he, got, he got what he deserved. Yeah, I remember thinking that when watching the movie. Yeah, uh, but that's how, that's how it's going to fall. Uh, we'll see how this goes. But uh, this isn't going anywhere. We're gonna have DCU movies for for days. For days. Uh, the next one coming out is Blue Beetle. I'm actually kind of, but it's DCU. It's DCU. D- Blue Beetle is DCU. Yes, it's the first DCU character, according to James Gunn. But then Aquaman is still DC. Didn't we say earlier in this podcast that like this is not the last DCU movie technically? This is not. Aquaman is technically DCEU because it's the same character even though it really doesn't have to be yes i i don't know if they'll do something because they said they they had a scene with ben affleck yeah uh they had a scene with henry cavill i think right those got scrapped and then i think they had a scene with michael keaton's batman and then right now it's like we'll see what we get in aquaman in aquaman jesus christ yeah yeah so we'll see it, the, the mess keeps going, yes. uh, and as long as the mess is there, we will be here to watch movies. We will be. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Remember to like, share, and uh, comment. And uh, until next time, uh, he is Thano. He's Javier. This has been the Cinescoops Podcast. Bye. Bye.